Good morning. It's Friday, February 7th, 2020. Our readings for this morning are Psalm 69, verses 1 through 23, and 31 through 38, Genesis 24, 1 through 27, and Hebrews 12, 3 through 11. From the rising of the sun to its setting, my name shall be great among the nations, and in every place incense shall be offered to my name, and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with, pen, pen, and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God has shown forth her glory. Come, let us adore them. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For God is a great God and a great ruler above all gods. In God's hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are God's also. The sea is God's, for God made it, and God's hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God our Maker. For this is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Would that today you would hearken to God's voice. God has shown forth her glory. Come, let us adore them. Our verses from Psalm 69. 
beginning there 1 through 23 and 31 through 38. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters, and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for God. More in number than the hairs of my head are those who hate me without cause. Many are those who would destroy me, my enemies who accuse me falsely. What I did not steal must I now restore? O oh God, you know my folly. The things I have done are not hidden from you. Do not let those who hope in you be put to shame because of me, O oh Lord God of hosts. Do not let those who seek you be dishonored because of me, O God of Israel. It is for your sake that I have borne reproach, that shame has covered my face. I have become a stranger to my kindred, an alien to my mother's children. It is zeal for your house that has consumed me. The insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. When I humbled my soul with fasting, they insulted me for doing so. When I made sackcloth my clothing, I became a byword to them. I am the subject of gossip for those who sit in the gate, and the drunkards make songs about me. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O God, at an acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love. Answer me. With your faithful help, rescue me from sinking in the mire. Let me be delivered from my enemies and from the deep waters. Do not let the flood sweep over me or the deep swallow me up or the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, O God, for your steadfast love is good. According to your abundant mercy, turn to me. Do not hide your face from your servant, for I am in distress. Make haste to answer me. Draw near to me. Redeem me. Set me free because of my enemies. You know the insults I receive and my shame and dishonor. My foes are all known to you. Insults have broken my heart so that I am in despair. I looked for pity, but there was none, and for comforters, but I found none. They gave me poison for food, and for my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Let their table be a trap for them, a snare for their allies. Let their eyes be darkened so that when they cannot see, let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see and make their loins tremble continually.
This will please God more than an ox. Or a bull with horns and hoofs. Let the oppressed see it and be glad. You know, skipping the verses in the middle kind of, it leaves, it leaves some of it out. I'm going to go back a little bit. Verses 23 through 28 are, you know, more of what the psalmist wants God to do to his enemies. So let's just say, let, let the enemies suffer. But I am lowly and in pain. Let your salvation, God, protect me. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify God with thanksgiving. This will please God more than an ox or a bull with horns and hoofs. Let the oppressed see it and be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts revive. For God hears the needy and does not despise God's own that are in bonds. Let heaven and earth praise God, the seas and everything that moves in them. For God will save Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah. And God's servants shall live there and possess it. The children of his servants shall inherit it. And those who love God's name shall live in it. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Genesis chapter 24, verses 1 through 27. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and God had blessed Abraham in all things. Abraham had said to his servant, the oldest of his house, who had charge of all that he had. Put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by God, the God of heaven and earth, that you will not get a wife for my, for my son from among the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I live, but will go to my country and to my kindred and get a wife for my son Isaac. The servant said to him, Perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I then take your son back to the land from which you came? Abraham said to him, See to it that you do not take my son back there. The God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my birth, and who spoke to me and swore to me, To your offspring I will give this land. God will send, his angel, God will send God's angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham his master and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, taking all kinds of choice gifts from his master. And he set out and went to Aram Naharim, to the city of Nahor. He made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water. It was toward evening, the time when women go out to draw water. And he said, O God, God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show steadfast love to my master Abraham. I am standing here by the spring of water, and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw, to draw water. 
Let the girl to whom I say, please offer your jar that I may drink, and who shall say, drink, and I will water your camels. Let her be the one whom you have appointed for your, ser- for your servant Isaac. By this I shall know that you have shown steadfast love to my master. Before he had finished speaking, there was Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, son of Micah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, coming out with her water jar on her shoulder. The girl was very fair to look upon, a virgin whom no man had known. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up. Then the servant went, ran to meet her and said, Please let me sip a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered her jar upon her hand and gave him a drink. When he, she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw for your camels also until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and ran again to the well to draw, and she drew for all his camels. The man gazed at her in silence to learn whether or not God had made his journey successful. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took a gold nose ring weighing a half shekel and two bracelets for her arms weighing ten gold shekels and said, Tell me whose daughter you are. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. She added, We have plenty of straw and fodder and a place to spend the night. The man bowed his head and said, Blessed be God, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness towards my master. As for me, God has led me on the way to the house of my master's kin. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle I, A Song of Jonah I called to you, O God, out of my distress, and you answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. You cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. How shall I ever look again on your holy temple? The waters closed in over me. The deep was round about me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land beneath the earth. Yet you brought up my life from the depths, O God. As my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, O God. And my prayer came to you and to your holy temple. With the voice of thanksgiving, I will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed I will pay, for deliverance belongs to the Lord. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 11, or verses 3 through 11, excuse me. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners, so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood, and you have forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as children. My child, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, or lose heart when you are punished by him. 
For the Lord disciplines those whom he loves and chastiles every child whom he accepts. Endure trials for the sake of discipline. God is treating you as children. For what child is there whom a parent does not discipline? If you do not have that discipline in which all children share, then you are illegitimate and not his children. Moreover, we had human parents to discipline us, and we respected them. Should we not be even more willing to be subject to this Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, in order that we may share his holiness. Now discipline always seemed pain, seems painful rather than pleasant at the time, but later it yields the peaceful future. <laughs> but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. I believe in God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, who, who was crucified, died, and was buried, who descended to the dead and on the third day rose again, who ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the creator in heaven. Christ will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our God in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your sovereignty come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O God, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O God, in all the world. For only in you can we live in safety. God, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O God, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the supplications of your people, and in our time grant us your peace. Through Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, 
in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. Lord God, almighty and everlasting creator, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome by adversity, and in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our God. Amen. Heavenly Creator, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight, through Jesus Christ our God. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which we offer before you for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you. Through our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Just a few quick thoughts on... Um, on the readings for today and um, we might talk a little bit more about them this evening so psalms psalm 69 as my commentary says is an unusually long individual petition marked by deep commitment to god's cause And it's kind of split into two parts. Um, verses 13 through 29 repeat words occurring in verses 1 through 13, which unify the poem. Again, this is from my commentary. And lend it intensity. And we remember that... Um, People in the psalmist time saw the waters as representing chaos and God ha as having tamed the chaos. And so this isn't just a metaphor for drowning, but it's also a metaphor for feeling. Or it's not just using drowning as a metaphor. It's also describing the feeling of being lost in, in chaos and confusion and feeling out of control as those circumstances are out of the writer's control. I think verse 4 is particularly interesting. You know, it speaks about enemies accusing falsely, hating without cause, and then it says, what I did not steal must I now restore. That reminds me of a conversation that I've, I've, I've had lately with several people about there's this, quite frankly, um, dumb and binding saying uh, in my workplace community is a greater whole, um, that perception is reality. And it, it's something that's really, I think the intent is to remind people not just to be mindful 
of their intent, but also mindful of how they're coming across to others. But with so many, as with so many other things, it gets twisted and misused until it becomes, it doesn't matter what you did or what you intended. It only matters how it was received by others. And as we've talked about lately, it's not about us, it's about them. And we cannot be responsible for others because there are, as the psalmist is talking about, there are bad actors that will intentionally misreceive. And no, the psalmist should not, not be punished. The psalmist should not have to repay what the psalmist did not steal. And you and I should not be responsible for the ill will and malevolence of others. There is a boundary there, my friends, that should be kept. Yes, we should be thoughtful. We should speak with intentionality, considering our audiences. But we are not responsible for the ill will of others. That's not about us. It's about them. And they need to be responsible for their intentions. So God, by the power of Jesus Christ, we refuse to accept the ill will of others. We refuse to accept their malevolence and twisting. We rebuke it. We drive it back into the darkness from which it came. God, we pray that you deal with it and you deal with them. This is not about us. This is about them. And we know that us or them, no matter which side of the divide that we're on, we are all your children. And that whatever wounding these evildoers have experienced that makes them want to do evil, whatever it is that is missing or lacking in their hearts and souls, it is for you to heal and develop and awaken. And we believe in you for that, O oh God. We believe that you are faithful to do this for you want all of your children to be whole and complete, that you do not want us to take on each other's sickness. And so we rebuke and we cast far from us these evildoers, sickness and wounding that they are trying to pass off on us. We reject their malevolence. We reject their so-called perception, which is a misnomer. We reject their evil intent. And we ask you for your restoration and redemption, God. We ask for your justice. And we ask for you to both care for us and protect us, to defend us from all slander and wrongdoing and evil attack. And we also ask for your healing for the perpetrators of this evil. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, amen. The psalmist goes on to talk about not letting those who hope in God be put to shame because of the psalmist. 
And that kind of speaks to me in the moment that, that you know, as, as we seek to do the right thing, sometimes in the immediate and human response, it looks like bad things that are happening to us because of it, you know? I mean, that's what reprisal is all about. We stand up for what we believe is right, and then there's a counterattack from the enemy. And observers watching that counterattack can see that and think, oh, I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want to follow Jesus. This happened a lot to Jesus, right? Jesus was crucified. His followers dispersed. They did not want to be also crucified and, and persecuted. And many of them were, you know, there were many Christian martyrs. And so the same thing also happens, you know, in our world today, when we stand up and, and follow Christ, follow the law of love, we are often attacked. Um, and especially in the arena of social justice, you know, when we stand up for his right, look at Martin Luther King Jr. He stood up and, and was assassinated but just as King's followers became stronger, just as the followers of the disciples who were, who were murdered became stronger, let us not be turned away from our cause of love and righteousness and truth. Let us instead become stronger and more dedicated to it and trust that God is working it all out, that we might not see it right away, God is. Let us not turn away in fear. So, so often evil is allowed to prosper because people are afraid. People are afraid to stand up and do something. People are afraid to say something. People are so, so hurt by the evil. So God, heal us. Heal us so much that the cycle of evil is broken and the cycle of love is made complete. Heal us so much that we are so loved in ourselves and in in you from you from the you that is in us that we are unafraid and then instead of passing on hate and fear and violence and evil and anger we pass on love to each other so evolve us spiritually god even one step further that we return love that doesn't mean that we let evildoers get away with it. That is not what returning love means. But it means that we don't continue to retaliate back and forth in hate. That we in love and faith and peace stand up for God's love, God's righteousness, God's wholehearted desire for all human beings, for all of creation to be valued and treated with kindness and respect. It all comes back to love, my friends. I think I'm going to leave the discussion there for the moment. Um, as I've got quite a bit of getting ready, uh, left to do this morning.
and we will talk more this evening, my friends. I love you all, and I hope that you have a wonderful day. We'll pray a circling prayer, and then we will close up morning prayer. The sacred three, my fortress be, encircling me, come and be round my hearth and my home. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in God's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen. <laughs>